You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 272, Scott. That's right, John. 272, and we're back. We didn't even have a layoff or anything, and we're back after one week. How about that? Remember, the, what was that? We said 2T2 and then 2T3 and 2T4. Yes. What is it now? It'd be 2... 270T? I don't know. 270T? 2T72? Who knows? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? It's 272. Oh, you know what I meant to do this week is is actually find out when we started this fucking thing. Got a mustache here. Uh, to see me. if we're coming up on our nine-year anniversary or our ten-year wow. anniversary. So if it is ten years, we only did 27 episodes a year. Well, that's not actually accurate because we did a bunch of episodes that we didn't number. Right. We call them ad hocs or we right. call them a summer special or we did... Like a New Orleans special. Well, you would take off like f- four months in the summer. Yes, I would. I would take off I four months take in the a summer. summer hiatus. <laughs> I'm not allowed to podcast in the summer. We do a lot of family. It things. wasn't that. It wasn't that I wasn't allowed, John. Oh, How dare you? A liar. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not allowed. Hey, man, I call the shots in my house. Everybody knows that. <laughs> All right. Sure. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. Hold on. I got to take my head off. <laughs> You just took most of your clothes off as it is. What do you mean? It's really hot down here. No, it's not. Am I on? You're on. All right. So, we got a lot to cover, John. We got a snow day to talk about. We got... Um, snow I, day? Yeah, there was a snow day. Didn't your kids have off of school? Oh, no, they did, but I didn't. I did. I'll tell about that. I'll tell you about that. I had my first master's swim meet. That's a very exciting. Got a really good age discrimination story there. Uh, music got music news. Uh, I got a story yeah. about my son. I'm very excited about Netflix. Um, movie news. I saw a movie, uh, Taken Two. You saw Oz. We're going to talk about that. I don't have any celebrity, John. Oh, you didn't see Oz? No, I didn't see it. Oh, I got science. I got religion. I got, uh, and then uh, yeah, that's about it. So, but before we get to that, John, before <laughs> before we get to that. Guess what we got coming up, John? Here's what we got. I got an idea for a new game. Not a game show. Game show. A new game. game Show. (laughs) No, a new game. A new game. A new game. Mm, Show. It's really difficult to come up with games because of the interwebs now. Before the interwebs, you can come up with games. I'm But now everything is available on the interwebs. And even the answer to this question is available on the interwebs, but I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And what it's going to do is reward (laughs) our most loyal fans. (laughs) Is what it's going to do. All right? So, here's the idea. All right. I'm going to play a clip. I'm going to play two clips from a show. We have eight, nine years of history, John. Yeah. So, I'm going to play two clips from a show. The first listener to Facebook, email, voicemail, uh, and give us the correct answer. What do we got in the prize closet, John? What uh, do we have? Uh, we got this what beautiful we got? TTN clock hanging on the wall that doesn't work. We're going to give up a TTN clock. Yeah. All right. And then shipping costs, of course. Yeah. 
I also have a vanilla bean soy candle that we can offer up. Uh, this was uh, prominent uh, in episode 271 uh, during the dog diarrhea show. So we can also include that. Do we have anything else in the prize closet, John? <laughs> you know, my son, he called, right, just before the show, because mm-hmm. he can't find mom at the Target. So I said, hey, he's 14. I'm, he goes, Is, did mom come home? No, why would she leave you at Target? I don't know. I can't find her. I said, well, call her cell phone. I did. Did you go look in the girls' clothes section? I did, Dad. <laughs> and my wife, I said, hey, did you find Nathan? She says, yes, he didn't look around the store. Just in one section. Daddy, I can't find Mommy. <laughs> 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 Wait, why did she just text fun, you? Yeah, making fun of my son. That's, so that's he was in mean. the he was in the daddy I can't find mommy section. No, <laughs> that was her imitating my son. Mm. Daddy, I can't find mommy. I see. I didn't get the joke. I guess it was a textual thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you're dumb. I, I wasn't privy to the text. <laughs> oh, because we are in separate rooms. Paging Dr. Faggot. Max is barking. Does yeah. that mean your family's home yeah, now? They're yeah, they're home. They're home. All right, or somebody's breaking in. One of the two. Getting on with the fabulous new TTN yes. game. So you, oh, uh, the Skype update. Do Can we accept voicemails? Can people leave? For, from a phone. I don't know what the peer-to-peer thing is going on. I, I checked it out. I can't find anybody else that's having the same problem, so I'm probably going to have to reinstall maybe the older version of Skype. I see. So if you call from a phone, we can retrieve your message. If you call from Skype, we may not be able to, we cannot retrieve that message, well, that voicemail. Well, it doesn't even pick up, I don't think, does it? Or did it? It did, yes. Didn't it? Oh. No, it didn't. That's right. It did not. We we need to test further. <laughs> Yes, more testing is required. <laughs> You're in software? What I, I, I What feel... do you mean I'm in software? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know my wife all the time she's uh, pointing out these these problems and she's like you're an engineer. Yeah. But these are hardware problems and I, I have to remind her I'm a software engineer. engineer right? Okay? You're in software. I can't deal with I the mean. light bulb. I you expect me to change that. That's hardware, honey. <laughs> I'm software. You're software. <laughs> The hardware goes into you. Right. Oh, no, the software goes into the hardware. All right, getting on with right. the game, John. I am going to play two clips now from a show from oh, our okay. past. And the first listener, email, <laughs> Facebook, Skype, whatever, <laughs> with the correct answer of the episode number is going to win fabulous prizes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Man. All right, here we go. Here we go. You know to work the audio. That's going to be the fun part. Yes. I think I just have to push play. Ready? Here we go. Play. I am doing the show with an apparatus in my mouth. An apparatus? Yes. What type of apparatus? Is it like a it's cock? Like a, <laughs> no. It's like a, 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 a... Did you write that? No. Just came I'm to me. A, Get it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there's one clip from the show. Now we're going to go all the way to the end of the show and play another clip. How about that? <laughs> Do you know where it is? The, the second clip? <laughs> I hope this so. This ought to be good. 
I hope so, John. It's a I hope so. It's a Phil McCracken Whitcomb. Yeah. Click. Clip. <laughs> oh my God! Where's the train wreck audio? Audacity. Work for me. Work for me. Um. Okay, I'm trying to see where I'm at here. Oh no! I'm just gonna hit play right now All and right. see where we're at. Just to see where we're at. His horn. When police arrive, Christ. Okay, I need to move forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I just enter the time that I wanted to start at? I can do oh, that. Oh, you can see, you can see the time at the bottom. At the bottom. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I told you that before we started. Right on, John. Right oh my on. God. Oh, give me a moment. <laughs> god damn it, this is new to me. <laughs> I'm in software. Oh, and my PC an is just ultra slow. I'm an engineer. All right, I'm almost there. I can build software. I just can't work it. <laughs> I got 30 Oh, here we go. It should be right about here, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to take a guess. Here we go. Uh, Pete Wentz? Pete Wentz equals douchebag? <laughs> Full-on boy basis. Pete Wentz has admitted he's constantly paranoid and tanks and bag. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, John. I need something to drink. Scott, could you please give me a glass of water? My throat is very dry. I'm not used to What happened to the sound? I don't know. What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Sorry, John. Oh, my throat is very dry. What did you do? Fall out bases. Full on, he wants is that he's constantly paranoid and takes anxiety medication. All right, uh, let me try to play that again. What? 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 <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. Hold on. His horn. When police arrive, oh, it went back to the original <laughs> spot. I cannot figure out this application. I tell you that right now, John. You just gotta click on the waveform right, right you where you want it. Let's play that again. This is the second clue. <laughs> In the new TTN, we gotta have a name for the game, John. A yeah. name for the game. Here we go. John. Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz equals douchebag. <laughs> Full on boy basis. Pete Wentz has admitted he's constantly paranoid and tanks and can I can bag. Play it again. <laughs> And takes a gong <laughs> Pete Wentz? Pete Wentz equals douchebag? <laughs> Full on boy basis, Pete Wentz has admitted he's constantly paranoid and takes a gong and nagging So there you have it. I think we've given away too much, John, and we've given away too much. I know how I would approach that problem. <coughs> To solve oh. this mystery. What episode was that? And I intentionally screwed up the audio, John, so you wouldn't know if it was from the very first episode. <laughs> oh, that was clever. <laughs> Isn't that clever? Yes, that is so clever. So clever. Uh, thanks, Angadangadi. So what happened, how I stumbled upon this, John, is I uh, I have my iPod 
my original iPod, the brick, you yeah. know, the big brick. Yeah. And um, I have it in my car, and I, I just, I have all the shit on there because it's like, I don't know, it's 32 or 64 gig. So I've listened to the old, old episode, and um, I can't believe I stumbled across that <laughs> Phil, we, we never... We never pulled the audio. We never pulled the audio yeah. for that. That is one of the greatest <laughs> Philisms ever. Thanks, Engadagadi. <laughs> In his wow. defense, it was because his throat was dry. He needed some water. That's all. So this is to find the what's the contest to give the episode what? number? Oh, of this episode. What episode was this that I just played? Well, there you, you can just type that in somewhere and Google. Can't what would you? you type? What would you type, John? What would you type? Total talk nonsense apparatus. Apparatus. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if we put apparatus in the keyword or in the title. All right. Maybe I have to think this think about this more. So do you already have the answer? <laughs> do you have the answer? Did you Google it? Apparatus. TTN apparatus. Right now. Did you Google it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you Google it? Did you Google it? I Googled it. Did you, uh, did you? Let's see. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? Oh. RSS feed, old. Because when I was playing the clip, I thought, hmm, yeah. See, I should July 2008. I should have edited out some of this. Do you want to know what episode it is? Do you already know? Yeah. Do you, already, you can Google search yeah. on apparatus and get the episode yeah. number. All right, what is it? 136. John, that is incorrect. That is? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. It's farther down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you may be the winner of a TTN clock <laughs> and a vanilla bean soy right. candle. Find. I'm sorry, 157. That is correct. All right. So, our game needs some... Some work. <laughs> some work. <laughs> and our listeners are much more clever than I am. Isn't Google savvy, Google. Google. The Google-ble. The Google-ble. Very savvy. It's, uh, yeah. So, 157... Uh, is is uh If you're a new listener... I would recommend... <laughs> I'm really having trouble speaking, John. I would recommend listening to 157. It's a solid, solid show. It's very good. Solid. Solid, John. Good times, yeah. Good so times. People always ask me to recommend a show, but I, n I never have listened to a whole show. Never? The whole show? I don't You've think never so. listened to I don't a whole think show? I've, I don't think I've ever listened to a whole show. Ever. Wow. I don't know. I don't like hearing myself. I, really? I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to talk anymore. And if I listen, then I'm going to start being conscious of what I say. But then it won't be good. You are sitting there like, I need to work on my pipes. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm sure you're in the mirror. No. Looking at yourself. No. no. Like Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. No. 
And now, John, because this is a, a vocal <laughs> medium, why would I need a mirror? But I, I do index, so I have to listen to the whole show to index. Not really. I can fast forward. What I can do is uh, in Microsoft, you can, you can um, turn the speed up, yeah, like the double time. I've done that in the past when I, I don't have a lot of time to index the show. Right. Um, but I like to listen because I like the learning experience, what worked, what didn't work. You see what I'm saying, Right. John? But yeah. you never shared in the meetings, you know, the... the should we start having meetings? We, we used to, remember? We used to have, like, a whiteboard. We'd have we did, meetings. Yeah. We'd, we'd discuss <laughs> bits. We'd work on bits. And now it's like... Hey, man, uh, can you do it this weekend? Uh, yeah, I think I can do it. Can you do it? I don't know. Why is going out of town? Well, leave your kids at home. I can't. They'll kill each other. <laughs> we might have to do a Skype call. Yes. That's how it works out now. Yeah, we used to spend a lot more time together. A lot more time, John. Yeah. Those are fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, man, we were always at the studio. Remember? Maybe we just need to get a studio again. Yeah. A studio. Yeah. yeah. If I could get the dough together to do my garage, boy, I'll tell you. I tell you what, John. I'll tell you what. Well, you know what would happen? We'd be spooning all the time. We wouldn't be able to get a show off. <laughs> all right. Settle oh, down. there's another great line settle in 157. <laughs> I'm gay. Paging Dr. Faggot. What do you mean? What? Uh, you had a really funny, <laughs> vile line. Let me, uh, oh, I'll pull great. the clip for next show. A vile line? What do you mean, vile? <laughs> After you said it, I said, oh, that's vile. But it was funny. It was good. <laughs> it was like the bush uh, was commenting on the new rug. No. Oh. No. The W got a toupee? <laughs> no. That no, that's wasn't stupid. It. Yeah. All right, John. So, uh, we had a big snowstorm in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, it's three snowstorms in a row, and, um, you know, my wife, she's great, and um, she uh, was trying to hook up a deal to get me new tires. I have a car that has tires that cost a fucking fortune, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a Nissan, and it, 20 it has 20s. Yeah, it's, it's got, got 20s. 20s. So the tires are really expensive. And uh, sh- she hooked up a deal with a guy who um, could get them a lot cheaper, half the price. But every time we try to get it done, it snows on the day that it's set up to to be done. And again, I got to drive on these bald tires. I mean, literally, Scott, my back tires were completely, they were slicks racing slicks they were so bald i had to rub rogaine on them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i bet you that before yeah in 271 yeah, yeah it wasn't funny then it's not funny yeah now. then you All laughed right. like a dummy yeah. so shut up uh <laughs> it was funny at work when i told that joke it's you yeah. know that's office humor yes uh, so of course again you told during... it to your the people that report to you right <laughs> no yeah of course they're gonna no, laugh what are they gonna that, do I have nobody reporting to me anymore so anyway uh, 
make a long story short, again, it happened again, so I had to drive to work in the snowstorm, or home, rather, with bald tires, yeah. Four-wheel drive? Yeah. What are you crying about? You got four-wheel drive. Uh, Because when you make a turn um, with the four-wheel drive, those back tires that are bald, they don't grab anything, so while they're spinning, they make it even slipperier. So you end Slipperier. up facing the oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that? Yeah. A couple of times, yeah. That's cool. So then my wife got the tires the next day. Nice. So, so you got I, new tires. I got new tires, yeah. That means it's not going to snow again. That's right. I heard it's going to snow. It was supposed to be snowing today. Really? Yeah. Well, John, uh, the thing that was odd to me is I, I told the kids, you're going to go to school because the snow's not going to start till like 11 or 12. So you're going to, you're not, there's not going to be a snow day. So I'm in bed, it's like 5.15 and the phone rings. I'm like, what the fuck? It's this uh, automated message from Emma's high school. Yeah. Yeah, school's going to be closed today. And I, I get up, I look outside, not one... Not a flake. ...flake had fallen at 5.15. <laughs> I'm like, what the... F- what is that? So I get back in bed, and I'm talking to my wife. Well, maybe it's because, you know, a lot of the kids drive, and they don't want... You know, the kids will get to school, but then they don't want all these kids on the street when it does snow. Okay, that makes sense. But but Brody, who's in grammar school, he'll definitely have school because they <laughs> have ice And you can, he yeah. can walk. Yeah. And then at 520, yeah, you get but another if an call. emergency vehicle can't get to the school, you see, Scott? So you're not thinking ahead. Ah, I guess I'm not. So then we get this other call. His school is is closed down for the day. And, you know, I, I waited for snow. I waited for it. I'm like, bring the snow. Bring Please, the snow. God. What was it? 930, <laughs> the first flake fell yeah, at 930? Yeah, it was nothing. It was like sleet and rain. Yeah, and- it was nothing. And the kids had a snow day. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah, called Yeah, by in. about 3 o'clock. I called in. Yeah, it's going to snow. I'm going to work from home. Yeah, that's cool. My wife called in. Yeah, it's going to snow. I'm going to work from home. That's cool. So she and I are working from home, but we have work to do. We have conference calls we have to be on. It's 7.30. My daughter's, one of my daughter's friends shows up. I'm like, hey, what the hell's going on? Well, Dad, we have a snow day. Well, how about asking me before yeah. oh, inviting? Man. What do you mean? How about? Isn't that the rule already? It Period? should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dude, come on, man! Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, what I'm is spineless. wrong with you? I'm really spineless. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Jello back. So then, a half an hour later, another. Friend shows oh, up. Oh my god! All right, Emma, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two friends is the maximum. That's it. That's it. And keep it down. Yeah, keep it. The, the key word. Keep it down. So this is your dad, <laughs> the one who was on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, one of them was the. Yeah, one of them. So, uh, the whole it, what. Stressful day. What a stressful day. I thought it would be a nice, relaxing work-from-home day. I got some conference calls. I got some shit to do. Yeah. My wife's got some conference calls. These kids were so fucking oh, loud. It's unbelievable. It's, 
And the one of my uh, friends of Emma, the one of Emma's friends, used to be the loudest person I've ever heard in my yeah. life. My daughter has overtaken her. Yeah, I would have sent them home. I don't understand what the problem is there. Hey, you guys got to go home. We have work to hey, do. I threatened to send them home, okay? Ooh. <laughs> I said, hey, if I got to come down here, because they're in the basement, if I got to come down here one more time, I am driving kids home. If and I, I mean it. Turn this car around. And I mean it. Yeah, God damn it. Right. So then, don't listen to him. So the only piece that we had during the whole day is when they watched Taken Two, ah, and when they went to the sled hill. But even when they went to the sled hill, and the sled hill is like uh, two blocks away from my house, I'm outside shoveling. I can hear my daughter on the sled hill. That's how loud she is. There's like a thousand kids on the sled hill, and I can hear my daughter. And it drove me fucking insane. So when I fi- when I did give them the ultimatum, they finally got their shit together. Yeah. Hey, if I got to come down here again, I'm driving kids home. I'm dri- Did you do the Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I'm driving kids home. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. I can't exactly remember how many times I've told you this. <laughs> but if it's one more time... Yeah. Oh, and then Emma's friend orders Chinese. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> they all—they're all hovering oh, around the front door. I, I can't, I'm, I'm sending like, my kids to your I'm house. Like, what's then. going on? Oh, we ordered Chinese, and you didn't ask me. I was oh, offended man. by that. And so then this guy—he pulls up in our driveway, and then he—he he doesn't know where he's going. And they ordered $40 of Chinese food for three girls. So we have all this leftover Chinese. Who paid for it? One of Emma's friends. Wow. And then my wife said, oh, I feel bad. We should have paid for it. $40 of Chinese food? They didn't even ask us. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. So when Emma's friends left, we laid the law down, Joe. Oh, yeah. Sure you did. We laid it down. Look. Look. Listen. Listen. Here's how it's going to be in the future. (laughs) Starting in about 10 minutes. Oh, man. So it was just, but once the friends left, then it was, it was fine. But what, what a stressful fucking day. I was out there shoveling. I shoveled three times to get all that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, so that was a Tuesday, right? Yeah. So Wednesday, I go to play basketball in the morning. Playing about 90 minutes, about 88 minutes into it, I tweak my groin, John. I tweak my groin. <laughs> I told you, man. It's, it's fucking awful. to give it up. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. If I just... <laughs> no, it's not time to get it up. Come on. So here's the thing, though. So then I'm in this men's league on a Thursday night, right? And we got to play this team. And if we beat this team, we're in the playoffs. If we don't, we're, we don't know if we're in the playoffs. So I'm like, yeah, dudes, I cannot play tomorrow oh no you have to we only got five guys what come on really so i show up on a thursday night and my groin's feeling pretty good it it didn't feel as bad so when it happened it was really painful but then five minutes later i'm able to walk forward backwards sideways and it's not too bad i go to get in the car i put my ass on the seat i swing my right foot in no problem I go to lift my left foot up to put it in. I can't lift my left foot off the parking lot to put it in the car. I have to pick it up with my arms. 
So I'm like, okay, I'll show up at the game and I'll just, we're going to play zone. We usually play man. I'll talk them in the zone and I'll just wave my arms around and I won't really do anything. I'll just kind of run back and forth. I can do that. I can run back and forth. So we're playing this game and I get through the entire game with no real issues. No issues at no, all. Yeah. But we're down by one. And it's like there's 40 seconds left, and we got to foul the other team. We got to foul them when they inbounds, right? So they're under their own basket, and they got to inbounds. And so we, uh, they did Is a really. Is that what they call it? They got to inbounds. They got to inbounds the ball, John. They got to inbound it. So they did this really brilliant inbounds thing. It. They they sent five guys out onto the floor, and then one guy kind of snuck off the floor. So our five guys were there covering their five guys. So one guy walked off the floor, and then their bench was at the other basket, and a guy walked onto the oh, floor from their bench. That was didn't check in. Well, it's it's kind of shaky. It's kind of immoral, right? Yeah. But the the refs, they're they're horrible refs. They're not going to yeah. catch that. But I caught it, John. Right. <laughs> so I start wheeling it to the other end, John, because I know what's going on. Yeah. And I pick up the speed, and I'm running, and they throw the long pass to the guy standing under the basket. Yeah. And I'm going to get this ball, I'm gonna, and I jump up like Air Jordan, you know, that yeah. move where you know, the silhouette, yeah. I jump up, yeah, and I I just... That was it. Yeah, I ripped the groin. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did you go down? I didn't go down. I did. I, I think I squealed a little bit. Uh, we ended up losing the game, and... Uh, I'm like, they, yeah, it I'm was done. your fault. Nice one, Scott. <laughs> yeah, great you going, big baby. You big dummy. Yeah, so I got 48 this, year old man. Get this groin thing, and uh, yeah, it's it's just um, it's just awful. I don't like I, it. I got to tell you, when I play drums now, my right uh, hip. I don't know if it's your hip, but the the part where you're. Your leg goes into the hip socket there. That yeah. whole area hurts all the way around. And it's hard for me to pick my leg up and swing it into the car. Which one? Left or right? Right. The right. The hi-hat yeah. leg. No, that's the kick drum. <laughs> hi-hat's the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, man. The hi-hat is the right leg. <laughs> okay. Come on. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm the dummy. You're the dummy. Yeah, I All play right, let's drums. get that clear. You're <laughs> yeah, the dummy. How yeah. long have you been playing drums? I got to tell you <laughs> oh, which yeah. is the leg. <laughs> All right, sit there and pretend you're playing drums. <laughs> which side is I at? The right. Okay, who's right? Yours or mine? My right. Is the kick drum? The left is the kick drum. It is? You play the kick drum with your left? <laughs> Hold your hands like you're playing drums. Don't look at my drum set. I'm looking at your drum set. All right, pretend you're sitting behind it. <laughs> I am. The right leg is the hi hat. Why can't? No, no, it's not your dummy. The left leg is the hi hat. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's not right. The left leg is the drum kick. No, it's not. We, you need to come in here and sit down All on right. your drums right, and show on. me. I'll be right there. Hold on. Show me that the left leg is not the drum. (laughs) 
No, 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 dude. That's your electronic set. If you play acoustic, come on. If you play acoustic, what is that noise? What did you do? What? What is it? What did you do, man? I don't know. Did I hit something? <laughs> That's your electric set. Come on, man. On an acoustic set, your right foot plays the hi-hat. No. <laughs> Pretend you're playing drums. Do a beat there. <laughs> right on, man. I got it. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? I'm confused. <laughs> no, man. It's uh, mind-boggling, John. <laughs> so my, my drum set was keying off the... It was playing my uh, MIDI. My new keyboard. And it's hooked into the podcast. That's yeah. cool. All right, so I got a new uh, controller. Getting back to the groin yeah. injury, John. So I think okay, it's just a it just affects me when I jump. If I don't jump, I'll be fine. I can go swimming, right? Yeah, that that's not right. Uh, I went swimming and that was painful, but it helps. Um, <laughs> the other thing I didn't think it would affect was number two. How can it affect number two? But it does. That's really? shocking, John. Shocking. When you're bearing down, <laughs> I try not to bear down because, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, but I think I got like another week. I'll be okay. It gets better every day. That's all right. I got pain in my back all the time and my ass, like my tailbone, my coccyx hurts all the time. Your not, coccyx? Right, not right now, but if I work all day and then play drums, it's, it's painful. And then uh, I got, like, numbness in my right butt cheek, and then uh, it goes up my back. Uh, I thought it was my kidneys, but I don't know. Doctor's like, oh, it's nothing. I get numbness in my right butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> butt cheek? Butt cheek, John. I get that when I have my big, thick wallet with my wad of cash yeah. in my uh, right yeah. pocket. I'll get numbness. Your shirt's your right side, and my your left. left. <laughs> in my left cheek, and my leg falls asleep sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I hear that, man. All right, son. I said, yeah, all right, son. 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 <laughs> what is going on, John? I don't know. My mouth is falling apart. Do right. you have an apparatus in it? No apparatus. So, moving on, John. I had my first master's swim meet on Sunday, right? So it's out in Naperville, and it, the doors open at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Now, uh, we had the time change Sunday as well. So the time change, we skipped, we lost an hour. So right. I get up at, um, what do I get? I get up at 4.30, <laughs> which is like 3, I don't know what the hell time it is. <laughs> I make my way out there, yeah, and I'm one of the first ones in the pool, which is cool because I've I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. I don't know how this, and the You're reason like, I went is to find out how does this work, what is yeah. the process. So I show up, and I'm what's called a deck entry, John. 
So I, I had all my forms filled out. I had my master's membership. And um, I gave it to the guy, the guy running the show. And uh, I said, hey, I just want to swim in a medley relay. I just want to swim 50 fly in a medley relay. I haven't done this in a long time. That's what I want to do. Oh, come on. You can swim something else. Come on, swim. You, you What do you swim? Butterfly? Swim uh, 100 fly. Um. All right. Yeah. Okay. Put me in that. <laughs> uh. What about hundred free? Swim hundred free. How hard can that be? Uh. All right. Put me in that. Hundred free. Hundred fly. Great. So, uh, for the medley relay. So medley relay is uh somebody swims back, somebody swims breast, somebody swims right. fly, right. somebody swims free. Right. I'm gonna be the butterfly, but I gotta put a medley relay together. Yeah. But the guy running it says, "Don't you worry about the medley relay." I know all these guys. I know all the swimmers. Somebody's going to show up, and they're going to say, hey, our guy didn't show up. I need somebody to fill in in the medley relay, and I'm going to send them to you. And then they're going to talk to you, and then you can be in their medley relay. So don't worry about that. I'm like, cool. That's fucking cool. That's awesome. So I do my little (laughs) warm-up. I I jump off the blocks a couple of times. That goes pretty well. And then... uh, Right before the meet starts, <laughs> this, man, Scott, this can, woman comes over. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> this, this girl comes over, woman, girl. She's like in her mid-twenties, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I heard you want to swim in a medley relay. I'm like, yeah, I would love to swim in a medley relay. Well, our guy called. He, can't, he canceled on us. So we need somebody to replace him in the medley relay. Well, what was he swimming? He was swimming butterfly. That's awesome. That's what I swim. I'm going to I'm going to swim in your medley relay. That's great. That is so great. Okay, the seniors pool is over here. So hold on. So she's got the there's a so hold on. There's a form you have to fill out, yeah. right? So I can see the form. I see the form. So in 100 back there's a, a woman and the age is like 24. And then breast is a guy and the age is like 27. And then she's crossing out the butterflyer, and she's going to get my name. And then the freestyler's like a 25-year-old, right? Yeah. So she's like, okay, so what's your name? Okay, so I give her my name, Scott, and I give her my last name, and we spell that, and everything's great. And then she's okay, so how old are you? Uh, I'm 48. And she, like, just deflated. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh we're going to lose. Uh, um, oh, um... All right. Hey, you know what? It'll be fun. It'll it'll still be fun. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to sign up for the seniors men's. <laughs> so, medley. I could tell she was disappointed. And we really should do a video podcast so I can I can show you how disappointed she yeah. was. <laughs> You know what you should do is assemble the old you the stever the Oh, no leaders. doubt. I mean, the bonks. The bonks. So then she says, we're over here. So if you want to, when I find out what lane we're in, I'll let you know. But we're sitting over here. So if you want to come over and and meet everybody, that's great. That is so, I'm looking so far. This is going to be, are you in the the relay? No, no, no. I'm the coach. She's like 25 (laughs) and she's the coach. All right, great. So I'm all the way at the other end of the pool. So I go get my shit, and I'm I leave it there. But I'm I'm like okay, <laughs> before the race I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna kind of 
hang out and meet some people, right? So I go over, and she's got her back to me. So I figure, oh, I'll just stand here, and when she sees me, she'll be like, oh, yeah. hey, here's here's the guys you're swimming with, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of standing there, and this one guy says, he was the backstroker, or the whatever. He, he says, uh, hey, so who's this guy? Uh, we got some guy who's going to replace Chad or whoever? Oh, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this guy's guy. 48 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. So I, I just kind of covered my face, and I, I walked the other way, hoping, hoping they didn't see me. <laughs> and then I, I came, hope you smoked the shit out of them, And then I too. came back five minutes later, and I was like, hey, you know. And she still ignored me. Yeah. So then they're announcing... The 200 medley relay. Yeah. And so she never told me. I had to listen to figure out what lane I'm in. So I go over. I'm, we're in lane five. And uh, I meet everybody else. I said, hey, I'm your uh, I'm your replacement butterflyer. They were all very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So we, um, we start swimming. We ended up second. Yeah. But, uh, John, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an impressive butterflyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, you are man. You got those long ass. I got very arms. long simian arms. Uh, so I I when I got out when we finished, I purposely went over to her because I knew I did pretty well. Yeah, I went over to her to ask her. So hey, how did we do? Like I didn't know what the fuck was going yeah. on. And she was like, "Oh, you, you know, your split was a twenty eight. That's really really good. That is really good." And I was waiting for her to... Uh, for an old guy. Right. I was waiting for that. But she never said that. She just said, that's really, really, really good. Yeah. How did I compare to fucking Chad? Right. Chad. You should lose Chad. Yeah. But I wouldn't swim with them. The thing is, John, I'm unattached right now. Right? Yeah. So there's people that want uh, would want me on their right. team. Right. You're a free agent. I'm a free agent. That's but right. I'm not swimming for... I know who they are. Yeah. But I'm not swimming for them. Forget that. But now the word's out that you got skills. Well, let me tell you this, John. Yeah. What I didn't know is right after 200 IM is 100 fly. No doubt. So there's like eight uh, uh, heats of 100 fly. But when the guy asked me, he's like, well, what is your seed time? I'm like, I have no idea. I I haven't been in the pool in 20 years. Yeah. Okay, you'll be in the first heat then. Okay, great. So I get out of the pool, the 200 IM, and I got to jump back in the pool and do 100 fly. Because you won, or you you, you because made it's time? the next it's the next oh. event, and I'm just not I'm not oh. ready for this. I've only been training like for two months, and it's all freestyle. Yeah, fifty fly, I can knock off fifty fly, no problem. Ask me to get back in the pool and do a hundred fly. That's not good. Oof. That is not good at all. So um, I didn't do very well, but I tell you this, John, for my age group, yeah. I want a hundred fly. How about nice. that? Nice. And for my age group, I want a hundred free later on. Nice. How about that? That's out of sight. Right man. on. And I can Good only job. get better. Right on, John. I can only get better. Yeah. So I got a I got another big meet coming up on Sunday in Elgin. I'm excited about this meet. <laughs> I bet your wife would be like, I wish I wish you worked this hard in the chores hey, around the house. Hey! <laughs> you don't have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> No 
So I'm looking forward yeah. to next Sunday in Elgin. You know why? Because all these uh, races that I was in this week, I only did 100 yards. But in Elgin, there's like a 50-yard fly and a 100-yard IM, which is, you know, what I do, John. I'm yeah. an IMer. Uh, I'm excited about that. Is it 100-yard or 100-meter? Yards. It's yards. Yards. There are meters. That's long course. This is short course. Ah. Short course, John. That's right. Nice. But I met some interesting people, some new people, and uh, they were very nice. This coach was not very nice. No. And Kind of um, bitchy. Yeah. And I hope to uh, see her and her team in the future. Bitch. And yeah. take them down. Take them down. Take them down a notch. Yeah. And when she comes up to you, just talk. You mind your own fuckhole. <laughs> yeah. You're a dim teacher. <laughs> so that's very exciting, John. Very yeah. exciting. Good job. What else? What do you got, John? What do you got? What? I, uh, nothing <laughs> happened this week. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing happens in my house. There's no, like, uh, you know, my daughter went and and uh, they went for prom dresses on Saturday. Because, <clears throat> you know, it's prom junior, already? junior prom, yeah. Wow. Yeah. When's spring break for your kids? Uh, two, uh, not this week, but the last week of the month. They're going to D.C., when you say there, you're not going? Uh, no, I got to work. So your wife and your kids are going? Yeah, with some other wives and kids. Bunch of them going to D.C. The bunch of them for the whole week? Yeah, I think uh, like Sunday through or Monday through Friday or something. Yeah, four days or no, I think it's uh, sorry. I think it's three nights. Three nights. Have you ever been there? No. You've never been to D.C.? No. Never been. Never been. And, uh, you know, my daughter used to be in fifth grade. She was, like, all about D.C., you know, Washington, D.C. She wrote a paper about it, and um, all her friends were making fun of her at school today. Why? Because she was so into Washington, D.C. She knew everything about it. She wanted to go so bad. And uh, now she's going. She's very excited. Um, <laughs> she goes, uh, she worked. She actually worked a, a real job on Friday night. She was asked to help at the uh, local Mexican restaurant. And they don't like gringos working there usually. Uh, because they don't speak Spanish, but my daughter can understand it. She doesn't speak it very well, but she understands pretty well. Uh, but they asked her to bust tables, so she busts some tables, and then she babysat afterwards and made a, a boatload of cash. But one of the 20s that she got wasn't a new one. It was an old one, so she's she doesn't want to use it. She's like, this thing is vintage, man. I'm putting it with my collection. I go, what collection? Dad, you don't know I have a coin collection. I go, you do? Yeah, you want to see it? I go, well, what, what's so great about this $20 bill? Is it like ancient? Oh, it's old, Dad. It's got like all curly scrolling. And let me see it. And I look at it. I go, this is a regular $20 bill. No, it's not. I go, it's from 1969. That's not ancient. She goes, it's ancient to me. 
<laughs> so I'm ancient to yeah, you. Yeah, right. I go, this. I was five when this came out. What the oh hell? Oh, God. Five? Yeah. You're so old. So she brings her coin collection down. She dumps it out on the table. She goes, oh, here's one. This is, uh, these are dollars. I said, okay, yeah, those are nice. They were the quarter-sized dollars. Uh, and then this, this is two shillings. Okay, some Canadian money. Oh, here's one, an Eisenhower coin. I'm thinking, oh, it's a, it's wow, this is worth some bucks. It's a dollar. What is it? If it's a, it's a dollar, right? The fifty cent piece was Kennedy, I think. So I grab it, and it's like an Eisenhower. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it wasn't a dollar. It was some. It just said Eisenhower on it, like it was fake money. And then she goes, look at this. I got this one. Uh. It's, I don't know where it's from. Oh, here's a, here's a, a one f- for a car wash. Here's I go. Wait a minute. A this car is wash? your coin collection. She goes, yeah. And she's got like Chuck E. Cheese game here's a tokens. Here's, <laughs> she's got Chuck E. Cheese like tokens and and uh, David, before they figured out how to make <laughs> David Buster nickel, they made wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not a coin collection. She's got a poker chip in there. <laughs> but she's been collecting these since she was like, you know, two. So it's every little memory, everything to her when she was little was like a coin. It was a special. If we went and played video games at Dave and Buster's or something or, or Chuck E. Cheese, she would keep one or two of them, you know. And put it in her collection. To her, that was her. But today, she dumps it out, and she's cracking up. Because I'm laughing about... She just realized she's never been through her coin collection. She just kept adding to it. You know, She's got some Jamaican money and some Canadian and some Euros that I brought back. Uh, but she doesn't really have any coin value. She has memories in the in this little jar. I go, well, that's that's kind of cool. That's cooler, I think, than a coin collection. That's that's a memory collection right there. But it was so funny because I'm like, what? The, what's, it, what's this car wash coin? You got two car wash tokens. You got Chuck E. Cheese, uh, electronic entertainment, gold coins. You know, it was pretty funny, though. But that's like, that was it. Yeah, no, no, high, no craziness at my house. Kids took the snow day off. My son played video games, and my daughter hung out in her room. They did their homework, and then they went out and shoveled the snow. And uh, and we came home, and my wife finished it up, and I came home, and I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to do that. I have a snowblower. You're taking my manhood away. I love to use that thing. Uh, but they did it all. My kids shoveled the snow. So... Nice. No, no bringing people over and getting rowdy and all that crap. Ordering Chinese food. That's right. <laughs> Not asking me. That's right. <laughs> and and they shovel the snow. They didn't make their dad go out there three times and shovel it. Well, the girls did shovel about like a twenty by ten patch on the driveway. Oh, that at was one point. nice to make room for what to. So the guy could deliver the Chinese food? <laughs> no, then they decided they were going to make a snow hill to climb in a tree 
to hang a rope from and then swing from the <laughs> rope into snow. That didn't work out either. Kids today. Kids. All right, John, moving on. Yeah. Oh, a uh, story about my son. So uh, you ever see the show River Monsters? Yeah. yeah. Who's the guy on that show? I don't know, but he's a nut job, Isn't man. he? <laughs> he's fucking crazy. Um, so he's... The one show we're watching, it's on Netflix, so we're watching the show. My my son loves this, this show, this guy. He loves the fish, the whole deal. Yeah, because they're so prehistoric looking. Oh, yeah, and this guy goes all over the world. So this guy is uh, somewhere where they have natives, and the natives have to tell him the folklore, and he's, he's um, trying to catch a demon fish, right? This demon fish. Yeah. So, He's he's. Is this the one where they're gonna kill him because he didn't? Just, no, no. Nobody catches fish. No. Oh. So, but he's there for three weeks and he hasn't. He's got a, like a couple nibbles. The demon fish has like torn up his his bait, but he's got nothing to show for it. Yeah. So he's he casts again and he turns around to the camera and he says, "If the one thing that these uh, these natives have shown me." It's, it's, um, they've shown me the definition of patience. And then the show goes on. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a fucking professional fisherman. <laughs> and you had to have natives yeah. teach you what patience is? Uh, are you jumping the shark? What the fuck is yeah. that? Right when I get done with my little thought bubble in my head, and my son's sitting next to me, my son goes, that's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> He's a professional fisherman, isn't he? He had to have natives teach him patience? Don't you have to have pay? I'm not even a fisherman. I'm nine years old. And I know that you... And I'm thinking... I look over and I'm like, yeah, chip off the old block yep, right yep. there. Is your son like a fish? Awesome. He does, but he hasn't... He really hasn't gone fishing oh. yet. My son just turned 14 uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, my dad, he wanted a new fishing pole because he wanted a man's fishing pole, not the one he's he's got the Zebco, the old, uh, you know, the short one where you press with your thumb. Mm-hmm. Those are actually great freaking reels and rods. I don't know what he's talking about. I like the littler ones. I prefer them. Um, but he wants a big one so he can cast like way out there, but. It's an open face reel, which is a little more complicated. So my dad got him. My stepdad's like super excited. He brought over a tackle box and all these lures. So already my son's hitting me up to fish like today. Like he's like, so when are we going? When are we go-? I'm like, well, can we wait for the ground to thaw and <laughs> the ice to recede a little from the Lake Opeka, you know? Uh, but he wants to go fishing, so we're going to do some fishing. We might go up by my parents' house and do it. Hey, you should come up yeah. north with me there in the Eagle River oh, yeah. there. Um, and my son keeps asking me. I have no fucking idea about fishing. So he, he has a new uh, rod and reel. It's, uh, what did you say, open? What open a, it's an open face. Yeah, he's got one of those now. And he's got some line. I'm like, I, I really don't know how to put the fucking line on. we got to... <laughs> We got to talk oh, it's to not your, on yet. It's not on yet. Oh. We got to talk to your cousins, Kevin and Bill. They know how to fish. 
And they're up in Eagle River, so he's real excited about going up there. Yeah. So then this this show with the demon fish. So the guy's he's fishing for three weeks, and I love this show. I like this guy. And then this one show just turned me off. First he says this stupid patience line, and then he's fishing for three weeks and he can't do anything. So uh, the his guide says you need to see this witch doctor. So he goes and sees the witch doctor, and this guy comes out, and I'm thinking. All right, this guy is con in the whole fucking <laughs> village that he's a witch doctor. He comes out, he says some mumbo jumbo. He um, he takes he rips some cloth. He he bundles it in his hand. He puts it over a fire. He says some more uh, like he's speaking in tongues, and then he gives it to the fisherman, the guy, and he says, "Put it in your pocket. It's a good luck charm." So the guy puts it in his pocket. Okay, so he's been fishing for three weeks. He hasn't caught a goddamn thing. So he goes fishing again, and he catches something. And then the what really irritated me is the host of the show says, "You see, it. it I don't know if it did, but it may have had something to do with me catching this demon fish." Oh man! I'm like, what? The, what? If, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but fishermen are very superstitious, man. I guess so. They're very superstitious about fishing and and when to do it and and you know yeah they're weird people the ones that really get into it. My son just likes to cast it out there and grab something and then unhook it and throw it back in. Oh, so you mentioned the lures? Yeah, my I I got my son some lures and he plays with them in the house. Oh, he great! He doesn't pick up after himself, so. Yeah. The other day, I got home. And you stepped on <laughs> No, he's in bed. He's got his foot in the air with a bunch of Kleenex around it because <laughs> he stepped on one. <laughs> and so then he stepped on it, and then he pulled it out of his foot, and then he got mad, and he slammed it on his bed, and then it stuck in the bed, and it ripped the mattress up. And, oh, jeez. Oh, hey, let's get you a tackle box. How about that? Yeah. Well, that that's a tip there, Scott. If you're going to get him lures, make sure he's got something to put them in. Well, I got him lures. They were in the package. Here, and he have took some them out really of the package. sharp hooked lures. You're only nine. Oh my god! That's how they All learn, right? right? You need to go to <laughs> parent school. There's got to be a book for people like you. We should write that. Here, here's some sparklers and fireworks. Here's an M80. Try it. Just light it with this punk when we're not home. All right, moving on, John. I got a keyboard. Music news, John. I ran across. I oh, you stumbled don't hear my across keyboard? this. Yeah, let's hear it. Before we start, you don't music want to hear my news. story about my keyboard. Let's hear the story about your new well, keyboard. You know, I thought like the uh, the singer she can play a little bit. The problem is they got this Casio shitty ass Casio keyboard that's fun for at home or something, but it's you saw it, it's huge, right? And the sounds are horrible. And you can hook my iPod or my iPad up to it, and you can get some decent sounds out of it. But I thought, fuck that. Why don't I get this one? It'll fit in a backpack. It's twenty five keys. Uh, it's made by Behringer, and you can actually control all the sounds on it. And it's uh, you know it's got the I don't know how many polyphony it is, but it's got plenty of 
poly action going here. So you can do chords. But the cool thing is, is like you can play, uh, you can set up sounds where you, um, it plays like a repetitive, like a run. You know, like a... You know? Right on. So I'm playing, uh, you know, Blue Monday, very slow version of it, though. You know. And all it's doing is playing a do-de-do-de-do-de. Pretty cool, though, isn't it? It's, it's very It's cool. just a... It's like 150 bucks for uh, this thing, and it plays... Uh, Whatever you want. You can play drums with it. You can program songs. There's another one. That's cool, huh? That is cool. You know, shit like that. Uh, Or you can go, you know, sound kind of like Journey, you know. Oh, that's not Journey, really, is it? You know, shit like that, you know. You know, you know. Or you could do something that sounds like Tron. It's kind of Tron sounding, isn't it? I guess so. I really never saw Tron. You didn't see the new one either? No. Really? Yeah. Alright. Enough of that. But that's my new uh, toy for my studio. It's going to be a staple of TTN in the future, right? Yeah. Like for games and stuff? Thinking music? Yeah. What was that song? It's Blue Monday. Blue Monday. By who? You never heard this tune? I know I did. I just can't... uh... It's, uh... It's, um... What the fuck is it? Uh, Out of Order... Out of Order. New Order. You've heard it. I know I've heard it. It's a great tune, man. The lyrics aren't coming to me. No. No. They're great. There's always a fucking... There's My daughter's so pissed at the ads, she told me. There you have it. Yeah, that's the tune. There, there's the lyrics. Who is this? New Order. New Order. Yeah. There you go. Very cool. I love that band, man. I love that band. 
Love them, love them. All right, John, you ready for the 40 worst number one singles of all time? Yeah, we got. Uh, they're in order of release, not in order of worst, right? All right. So, for example, number one is uh, from 1958, the Chipmunk song, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. That was on four weeks. 1960, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Uh <laughs> 1962, Monster Mash. I like what? Monster Mash. That's a good tune. Uh, 62, Big Girls Don't Cry. 63, Sugar Shack. 65, I'm Henry VIII, I am. I like that song, too. What are they talking about? This is from, uh, who is this from? This is from BuzzFeed. So they got uh, My Ding-A-Ling. You remember that one? Chuck Berry, My yeah. Ding-A-Ling, talking about his schwanz. How did that even get in the on the air at that time? Having my baby, you're having my baby. Remember that one? Yeah, what was that tune? Uh, the Jaws song. The uh... that was never on the charts. What was that called? The Jaws one. The theme song of the Jaws. No. <laughs> what the Moonraker Jaws? No, what Jaws? What? It was like a like a song where he's talking. Who's talking? Uh, I don't know. Chief Brody? No, it's it was like a, a song uh, on the radio. Well, it was never number one. Mr. Jaws, was it? Mr. Jaws? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> dude, man. But in 1977, a theme song from a movie was number one. Do you know what it was? No. The Star Wars theme. <laughs> Is that it? No. <laughs> uh, do you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart? Um, let's see. Ebony and Ivory. Remember that one? Paul McCartney and Stevie yeah. Wonder? 1982. Oh, here's the one that, that is the worst song in the history of the world to me. Came out in 1985. We built this city. I could not fucking really? stand that song. Did you like that song? That was all right. Come on, really? We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. The Starship, John. The Starship. Yeah. Awful. Dr. Steve, have you anything else to say? This one. With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? <laughs> Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? <laughs> We're going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? I will, I will, I will, uh, thank you, Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain. Don't thanks. you remember this? It was like Larry Lujak would play. I remember that. Yeah. Chicka chicka talking. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead with your list. Hold on. We built this city. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. This is the thing city. that really bugged me about this song. We built this city on rock and roll. Wow. 
video sucks too. Wow! <laughs> Say you don't know me. I don't know you. Recognize my face. Yeah. Say you don't care close. I don't care. To that kind of place. Wow! <laughs> Deep in the hoopla. Hoopla. Sinking in your fight. Wow! Yeah, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Thing that really bugged me you about the song. You should sing too. Turn turn again. Luke. We built this city on rock and roll. We'll both we'll and, both sing that. And they have no fucking concept what rock and roll is. That's not rock and roll. Whatever this bullshit is, I fucking hate this song. <laughs> I can't play a second. More. I like it. Really? Yeah. Come on, really? Yeah. You're kidding, right? I like the beat. Ugh. Can't stand that song. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Uh, Kokomo. Uh, Hang tough by the new kids. <laughs> now, here's one I, I kind of dug, right? Let me see if it'll play or not. This is from 1989. I dug this song. Let's see if it'll play. Yeah, not really. Kind of. Name that tune, John. Nah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I know what it is. I can't name it. If Rick was here, he'd get it. Ever tell you that story? Yes. <laughs> you know who it is? You said you didn't need her. Thompson Twins? Close. Imagine the Thompson Twins, but they're black. The Thompson? <laughs> the Thompson, yes. And they got dreadlocks. Millie, Millie, Millie Vanilli. There you go. I know, and they get jammed, slammed for uh, lip syncing, and everybody lip syncs. Or they actually didn't, they right. really didn't sing anything, right? That's right. Who are you going to blame it on, John? Yeah, that's pretty good. I blame like it on that. the rain. Uh, if we're going back to the 80s. Uh, 90s, Opposites Attract, Paula Abdul. I don't even remember that song. Uh, 1990, also, Ice Ice Baby. Ugh. Vanilla Ice. Uh, 91, When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh, I hate that song. Yeah, I didn't like that either. But here I... When a man <laughs> loves a woman! 1992. I <laughs> dug this one. I don't know why it's on the list. This was a kick-ass song. It still is. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. I'm too fat for my shirt. Too chubby for my shirt. Didn't somebody do that one? I don't know. I'm too chubby for my pants. Too chubby for my pants. Can't get it up. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. <laughs> this is a great tune. Why is it on the list? Can't Japan. That's what I'm saying. We could come up with some tunes and put it on YouTube. The video. Too sexy for your party. Too 
Moving on. 1996. The Macarena. Oof. 1999. Believe. By Cher. Believe. I don't remember that one. Believe? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the one with all the the vocal shit. The vocal shit? Yeah. They're doing all that vocal... uh, Yeah. Vocoder. Auto-tune? Auto-tune, that's it. So she started auto-tune? I think so. Oh, I, I, yeah, I remember that one. 1999, shit. A Wild Wild West by Will Smith. With arms wide open, John. Do you know who that was? With arms wide open? That's Creed. How You Remind Me. That was on uh, the Billboard charts number one for four weeks. Do you know that? How You Remind Me? If you believe in love. Oh, that's Nickelback. Nickelback. If you believe in love. How do you like that? Love. Clay Aiken, This Is The Night, 2003. James Blunt, You're Beautiful, 2006. Uh, uh, I don't recognize uh, any of these other songs. Uh, London Bridge? What the hell is that? I don't know. This is why I'm I don't know. hot? What is that? I don't know. Boom Boom Pow? Boom Boom yeah, Pow? Yeah, Boom Boom Pow. Yeah, that's... Uh, what is that? The Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that tune. Boom, boom, pow. Boom, boom, pow. Coming in at boom, number boom, boom, pow. Number forty, John. Number 40 really is the worst. I dig this one. I don't know why it's on the list. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's play it. See if it cues up here. I like this song. I don't know what they're talking about. You know what this is? Yeah. I think it's funny. Girls be looking like Debbie Fly. Pick to the beat, walking down the street in my new the freak. Yeah. This is how I roll. Animal print pants out control. It's red food with the big ass bra. And like Bruce Lee, I got the clout. Yeah. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out when I walk in the spot. This is what I see. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Y
sexy and I know it. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I'm sexy and I know it. Sexy and I know it. Come on, Scott, you do it. I work out. I'm sexy and I know it. I work out. Yeah. When I'm at the beach, I'm in a speedo trying to tan my cheeks. This is how I roll. We headed to the bar, baby. Don't be nervous. No shoes, no shirt, and I still get service. Watch. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. I work out. There you go. My daughter loves that song. Uh, I like it too, John. All right, moving on to movie news, John. Movie news. Movie news. Uh, did you, you hear show this? business? Uh, celebrity? No, not celebrity. Movie. Movie news. Well, it's, there's celebrities involved. So we, <laughs> I guess we I hope play so. the celebrity stinger. Get this, John. Jim Carrey back in. For new Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Daniels. Whoa. And they're raring to go. That's right. He looks good in that new uh The Incredible movie. Burt Wonderstone? Yeah. Yeah. He's playing the Chris Angel part, isn't he? I think so. So they're ready to start... Start? <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to start filming. There's a script. Jeff Daniels and I are raring... To go, yeah. but uh, they're being held up by administrative stuff. The green light committees have have yet to do their thing, and uh, the Farleys are ready. Everybody's ready, but there's some administrative holdups, and they will start filming that soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. In other movie news, John, get this. You know, there's the Star Wars Episode Seven that's coming out. Have you heard that? Um, Who's the director? Is it J.J. Uh, Abrams? Abrams, yeah. George Lucas reveals that he has signed Hamill, Ford, and Fisher yeah. for the seventh That's one. That's what I heard. Yeah. Is anybody going to go see that? Are you going to see that? Are you interested in that at all? What? Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not at all. Why? No interest whatsoever. Why? Because I saw Star Wars Episode 1. Well, that's... No, this is J.J. Abrams. Did he do Star Trek? Yes. Okay. Then maybe. And he did... uh, uh, What is it? Super 8? Oh, Super 8 was good, yeah. 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 Yeah, so he's he's not gonna fuck around and turn it into a Disney film like fucking with Jar Jar Binks. Lucas is out. Well, he, he doesn't own it anymore. Well, Disney does. Disney, Disney yeah. yeah, Disney. And Disney's been batting a thousand with uh, a lot of their films lately, especially with the Marvel franchise. And that segues nicely into your review of Oz, John. Yeah. That's a Disney film, isn't it? Oz? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about Oz. Uh, it is actually called the... Um, 
Oz, the great and powerful. Is it the great and powerful? Yeah. And it's a prequel to um, the Wizard of Oz, the actual the book, the book. And I guess they've they've penned a sequel uh, to this film, right? I don't know. Have they? You don't know? I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, it's it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's if you do see it in 3D, you gotta see it in real 3D because I think that's the only real D 3D is the only 3D unless you go see it in uh, IMAX 3D. Uh, I saw it in the real D 3D, and the opening sequence to the film. The opening credits are so hypnotic. I, I, I thought I was going to throw up first off. Uh, secondly, um, the movie, the film opens up in 4 3 aspect ratio, um, and it's all black and white. And there's a scene where the, there's snow coming down, and the snow kind of escapes out of the sides of the 4 3 aspect ratio into the black areas of the screen and that really fucks you up man when you're watching in 3D uh, then the film breaks into the part where uh, the main character who is uh, James Franco he's uh, he's Oscar um, Oscar Diggs uh, other no, otherwise known as Oz and he, he's you know a small time carnival act doing magic and um he does this great uh he's also a a womanizer he's kind of a douchebag uh he's he wants to he's trying to get the fast track to being famous and uh, figures you know fooling people with magic and stuff will get him there and he does this great like trick where he has this woman floating and they say we could see the wires, and he cuts the wires, and everybody's freaking out because it's so cool. And then some girl asks him, can you fix my legs and make me walk again? And instead of telling her the truth and saying, no, it's a trick, he just goes on and says, yeah, I can, not today. I can't do it today. Um, you know, uh, that's like magic. I can some other time, maybe. And... Um, Anyway, he's he's got this. Uh, he's a womanizer, so he's always giving these broads like uh, to fool them into falling in love with them for a short period of time. He gives them these goofy music boxes that he says are from his grandmother, and then he gets some uh, some the muscle man, the guy who lifts the weights, chasing after him, and he jumps into his balloon. And he escapes, and he gets sucked up into a cyclone, and ends up getting dumped into Oz. Uh and uh, one of the witches shows up and says, "Hey, man, um, y- you know uh, you-, you must be the wizard. Uh, you landed in Oz." He goes, "Well, that's funny. That's my name. Well, you gotta be the wizard. So you gotta save everything." Well, they bring him back to the Emerald City, and one thing leads to another, and these two witches are fighting over him. And Mila Kunis looks great in this film and then she transforms uh and uh 
and she's great. And and there's some really cool like nods. There's some foreshadowing to tell you what's going to happen. The only thing I didn't like about it were there were some really slow parts in the film. Um, but other than that, I thought it was it was really well done. The 3D was was done effectively. Um, it was very big picture. You know, it, it wasn't the Wizard of Oz with the musical and all that and, and all the cheesiness, but it was kind of scary. I mean, uh, it was done by Sam Raimi, who did um, Army of Darkness. And there is a cameo in there by... Um, Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell, yeah. He plays one of the guards. Um, and Rachel Weiss plays one of the other witches. And, uh, I forget is that who, James Bond's wife? Rachel Weiss? Yeah. I don't know. It might be, Jim. I don't know. But Michelle Williams plays Glinda, the good witch. Glinda. Um... But there's some really cool nods, like to to the original Wizard of Oz. Like, there's a master tinkerer in there, Bill Cobbs, who is actually like the father of of the uh, the Tin Man. And there's like the Scarecrow. Uh, there's some, you know, there's like a Scarecrow scene, and um, and uh, there's actually a Cowardly Lion kind of scene. Uh, so it's pretty, it's really cool, but I guess they had some problems with in developing the film during the production. People had to go places and do other shit. Um, but rumor has it initially they thought of Robert Downey Jr. for the role of the wizard before they cast uh, James Franco, and then um, what else? What oh. Yeah, I guess they were having all kinds of problems with Warner Brothers, with the the green on the witch's makeup. They couldn't use it because it was, you know, it's copywritten or patented. It's a patented green. You can't use that green. Give me a fucking break. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't let them use a bunch of... They wouldn't let them call the Munchkin world Munchkin land. So I don't know. I can't remember what they call it. Munchkin town. Or something. They wouldn't use let them use the spiral for the yellow brick road. Isn't it public domain at this point? No. Hmm. It may be, but if they buy the rights at some point, that's what, what kills me about these copyrights. You know, the original artist doesn't get to keep the copyright. It's the fucking assholes, the 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 uh this is why Lucas got out of out of working through film companies because they wouldn't let him make the films he wanted to make. Now, he didn't make a whole lot of great films. He, he made some really good ones, and then he made some that weren't so great. I mean, THX 1138, I love that movie, but it didn't make it in the theaters. I saw it by myself at the Displays Theater, Scott, mm-hmm. when it came out. That's with uh, Bobby Duvall, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they, they made him cut it up, and they made him cut up gra- American Graffiti. couldn't release what he wanted to do. So he uh, he did the Star Wars film, and then he said, I want the rights to all the sequels. And they said, yeah, sure, no problem. And that's how he, he got his fortune and bought Pixar and bought uh, uh, started the uh, ILM Ranch and all that shit. Well, that's all owned by Disney now, and Pixar was 
uh, sold to Steve Jobs, I think, at some point. Uh, and then Steve Jobs dumped a ton of money into it until they did Toy Story, which then made him a boatload of money. And then Disney finally bought that. So they got everything. They got Pixar. They got uh, Lucasfilm now. They have uh, the Warner or, or Marvel Entertainment, I believe, acquired it for $4 billion in 2009, it says here. So they got that whole franchise. So they got the Wolverine, the Spider-Man. They got everything. And I had no idea. I, You know, I should know this being a, a comic book guy, but I never was a Marvel guy. I had no idea Stan Lee never drew a single um, uh, Spider-Man. He never drew anything. He just wrote stories. He didn't draw anything. He had nothing to do with the graphical side of it. How about that? So, Speaking of which, C2E2 is coming up next month, Scott. So you're spining Normans for the Great and Powerful Oz? Out of f- how many? Four. Uh, I give it uh, three. Three out yeah, of four? Yeah. What did you find lacking in the film? You said it was slow well, in the pacing. The pacing was a little slow for me. A little uh, slow. I, I was falling asleep in some parts. Falling asleep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, John. Well, I saw one of the worst uh, movies I've ever uh, <laughs> seen. Do you have anything else to say about the Oz, the Great no, and Powerful? No, Oz? but I did. I did see another uh, movie, a documentary about the Eagles. The band, the Eagles, yeah. or yeah, it's yes. on Showtime. So if you have it, check it out. It's about three hours long. Now I don't know how you feel about Don Henley or the Eagles or. I'll have to watch it and let you know. Uh, well, I mean, personally, as you know, what kind of a fan you are of the music, but um, it's a fucking fascinating documentary. And I got to tell you, they they paint David Geffen from Geffen Records as the biggest fucking slime ball in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and they interview him too, and I, I'm like, what? What a fucking dick this guy is, you know? And uh, just the, just the having a band like that, that uh, has those those very distinct vocals that sound. And hearing the songs, I was just like, man, does it take me back? I wasn't like a huge Eagles fan. I did have an Eagles eight track. Uh, that I listened to, you know, Desperado and Take It Easy, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just hearing how these guys got together, um, man, I, t- I wish I fucking lived. I was that age and I lived back then and I, w- I did that because the way they went about what they how they wanted to do it and where they ended up. And how they went about what they were doing. I had no idea Don Henley played drums for Linda Ronstadt. Hmm. No idea. I mean, there's just so many. And there's some. There's a great scene where they're like, they're all swimming naked in a, a river in Colorado, and there's a there's a chick standing there with a fucking bush. Like you can't believe, man. <laughs> you wouldn't see that nowadays. All natural, right? But uh. Which leads me to another documentary, which is um, coming out. Um, Sound City, uh, Dave Grohl mm-hmm, directed, mm-hmm. and some songs uh, put together an album. Uh, 
I don't know if you've heard about this. It's already out. You can rent it or buy it. Um, but uh, it's about Sound City where they recorded, I, th- I believe Nevermind was recorded there. I- I'm not positive. I know one of the in utero or Nevermind was recorded at that, that studio with Butch Vig. And the history of that studio, it's all analog. It was all two-inch tape back then. And they just don't do that anymore. They don't make songs like they used to where you sit around, you think about the tune, you talk about it, you you play the the verse over and over and over again, you work it out, and sometimes you do it right in the studio, and uh, they don't do that anymore. So he got a bunch of music- musicians together to jam, and they came up with a whole album, and they also did a document document. Documentary, I want to say that. Documentary about the old Sound City where all the greats recorded back in the day. So uh, I haven't seen that yet, but I I am definitely, uh, that's on my list to see this week. All right. So a click to pick. And the Eagles documentary is uh, how many Spiny Normans? Oh, that was was a three all the way. I stayed up till 2 a.m. watching that. Um... Man, what night was that? I got home. I had band practice till I got home about eleven thirty, and uh, I stayed up and watched until two in the morning. I was exhausted. That's why I couldn't meet you at uh, at uh, the fat mustard. The fat mustards because I was exhausted, and I had um, I had a lot of work to do. And I couldn't get my head around stuff because I was just, you know, in a, working in a fog, so to speak. Well, that reminds me, speaking of movie news, the great Mr. Schmuel and I are writing a movie about zombies. We uh, <laughs> It was Steve's idea at uh, Fat Mustard. I and, got an um, idea. Yes. I'll have to tell you that story some other time. So, John, I saw one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen in my life. And I think it's about expectations, right? So you see Taken, the first Taken, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then you're like, Taken 2. Okay, I know it's the same fucking thing. Somebody gets Taken and Liam Neeson does his shit, right? Yeah. I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> have you seen this yet? Taken no, two? my wife and kids saw oh, it. My God, son it liked it. It is so fucking awful. It is so bad. If somebody's getting shot. My son likes it. It is so bad. It is so. It's so bad. I can't even. I can't even put it into words how fucking bad this movie is. It's so bad. So yeah. you're. Uh, so I'm watching it with my wife, and we had the same problem with the Titanic. We're like, will you just fucking sink the ship already? Let's get on with it. <laughs> so we're waiting for somebody to get taken already. Let's go. Let's go with the taken. But no, we find out that Liam Neeson, you know, he was uh, split up from his wife. <laughs> Liam Neeson? Whatever. He split up from his wife in the first one. Yeah, but we now that. The, the husband has left the wife. They're separated. And maybe there's going to be a rekindling between Liam and his wife. And then the daughter, uh, she's bouncing around Miss Perky like she was never in the fucking sex trade and drugged or anything. Like none of that ever happened. And they decide, oh, they're going to go to Istanbul, and they show up, and it's going to be this big family reunion. Meanwhile, John, uh, in the first one, Liam, like, killed this whole 
uh, uh, guy's family. And so somehow he got some other family. He's got a huge family. (laughs) They're going to get Liam and his family. That's the whole point of Taken 2. The fight scenes are fucking awful. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, I complain about fast cuts. Not only you got the fast cuts, but there's no continuity whatsoever. I can't even tell who the fuck is who or where they're at. And the same goes for the car chases and things like that. There's no continuity. It's just a bunch of quick flashes of cars, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. And you'll say I'm getting old, but I dare you to watch this movie <laughs> and tell me what the you fuck is going on. You can't on. handle it, man. I swear to God, just the synapses can't. <laughs> the young crowd are... I talk to people younger than me, and I say, what do you think of the shaky can't... Oh, I love it. It makes me feel like I'm in the movie, you know? Running down a hall, my They don't know what shaking. they're talking about. Yeah, okay. Well, well they're paying for I'm it. a seasoned moviegoer, You're John. You're a seasoned old man like <laughs> Ebert. I dare you to watch Taken 2. Dare you. Dare you to watch it. So at some point, I'm like, I got to turn this off. But then it was, it was one of those Adam Sandler moments where, how bad can this actually get? I need to see how bad this can <laughs> fucking get. And it gets really bad. It gets so bad. There's so the the <laughs> one of the subplots is the daughter. She's 22, but she doesn't have a driver's license yet. So what? <laughs> they end up in a in a. She's driving, and the bad guys are chasing them. And Liam's in the passenger seat, and she's driving, and the it's like a 15 minute scene. Of this car chase, and there's no continuity. You can't tell who's where or what is going on. Yeah. And you hear Liam the whole time. Turn right here. Turn right here. Go faster. You need to go faster. Go faster. Okay, turn left. Turn left. You're not going fast enough. And then her whining. Dad, I'm going as fast as I can. You need to go faster. Go faster. (laughs) Step on it. Step on it. They're gaining. Dad, I'm doing what I can. Gaining. They're gaining. Turn right. Turn left. They're faster. You gotta go faster. You gotta go faster. This goes on for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like they said, okay, we want a 90-minute movie, and they came up with an 85-minute movie. Well, well so- what are we going to do to fill five minutes? <laughs> Let's just repeat the driving scene and have Liam just repeat. Go faster. You got to go faster. You gotta go fa- They're gaining on us. You got to go faster. 30 or 45 million budget. That's why. Uh, box office, though. Three hundred and seventy-four million. Holy shit! Three hundred and seventy-four million yeah. people robbed. Well, it's less than that. Yeah, it's, it's well, divide by ten. Uh, whatever, robbed of their money. <laughs> robbed. Thirty-seven John. million. Nothing about this movie people. is 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 worth mentioning in a positive <laughs> way. Nothing. Oh, I take that back. Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Ebert doesn't know what the fuck oh, he's talking he's about. He's a seasoned moviegoer. <laughs> <laughs> the the one positive thing, the opening scene, the op- not even the credits, the credits and the music. I like that. That's about it. After he that, says, Taken 2 is slick professional action. Oh, I could, I could not disagree more. The cast is uniformly capable and dead serious. And if you're buying what co-writer and producer Luke Besson is selling, he's not shortchanging you. Oh, I can't, I could not. I'm going to email him. That's that is art. the worst That's movie. That's your favorite. The worst movie right I've there. ever fucking seen. <laughs> well, I, there's some Adam Sandler movies that are pretty bad. <laughs> I guess that the worst action movie I've ever seen. 
I can't remember anything being worse than this. I dare you to watch it. Although uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it a 21% score. That's generous, John. Uh, it should 4. be like 2 10. out of 10. <laughs> IMDb gives it uh, 6.2. Must be a demographic. It must be older people like Rotten Tomatoes and younger people go to IMDb. Because it is awful. <laughs> it is horrible. Horrible. There's the scene at the very beginning... Uh, Liam is being chased, and he's in an alley in a car. And so there's a group of cars on one end of the alley and a group of cars, the bad guys, on the other end of the alley. So Liam has this great idea. He's going to flip it in reverse, and he's going to slam into these cars at one end as hard as he can, right? Yeah. So the scene plays out. The car slams into the cars, and then they go to the car to find him, and he's not there. But where can he go? It's an alley. It's a fucking alley. It's like he disappears. He just magically fucking disappears. Hey, he's got a air. certain set of skills, Scott. <laughs> they could be valuable to it's somebody like them. Oh, I take. There's other part I liked. It, it has to do with science, John. Science. So they have Liam. He's captured, and his daughter is still loose. Right? She's on the loose, and Liam says, "Hey, open my briefcase or whatever the fuck case he's got." So she opens it up. He's got a bunch of grenades in it. So he's trying to figure out where they've taken him because they put a hood over his head. And he's trying to figure out where he is. So he tells her, okay, I want you to uh, count to three and throw the grenade. Hold on. Before you throw the grenade, make sure there's no people there. (laughs) So she's like, all right, I'm going to throw it uh, on the roof of the other building. Okay, count to three and throw the grenade. And she does it, throws the grenade, counts to three, and then he counts how long it takes for him to hear the blast. So he hears the blast on the cell phone, and then he hears the blast, and he can tell how far she is away. Yeah. So that's what she does. She uh, has a bunch of grenades, and every once in a while she stops and throws a grenade, and then he can figure out <laughs> how far she is okay. and where his location Jesus. is. That was cool. Science, John. Yeah. Science. Right on. Yeah. Excellent. But other than that, it's, it's fucking unbelievably bad. Well, Ebert didn't think so. Well, I'm going to have to email him. Three out of four, Say You need to retire. Three out of four. Get out of the movie reviewing. (laughs) Get out of the movie reviewing business. (laughs) Well, they got ripped off. They did get ripped off. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible, John. I dare you to watch it. I will. I can't wait for that review. My wife's buying movies still. I'm like, why are you buying movies first of all they're 18 dollars, okay uh and you can get them for 14.99 hd through the amazon account and you got them in the cloud and you can download them to your devices as long as you have the amazon you know tool and you don't (laughs) i mean it's just no point anymore in buying the fucking dvd Unless you're really into watching all the, you know, extras. Right. The extras. I'm telling the subtitles. you. Subtitles. That shit's over. DVDs it's over, are over. John. Because you can't even get... It's a pain in the ass to even have a laptop with a DVD player because it eats up so much battery for that sucker to spin around. Uh, and it's a bitch to burn them. You know, a lot of them are coming with the digital copy, but you can only watch it on one machine or something. 
You get it, uh, you know. In the cloud. You get it in the cloud. You, you pull it to your machine. You watch it. You're done watching it. You put it back. It doesn't eat up all the space on your hard drive or your flash memory. All right, John. So, Spiny Normans, half a Spiny Norman <laughs> out of four for taking two. A half. All right, moving on to science news, John. Science news. Science! Science! A quick science headline here. Paralyzing algae is killing manatees. Uh, You just stepped on my headline. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Paralyzing algae is killing manatees at a record pace in Florida. How about that? I didn't know that. In addition, uh, scientists have found a star system that is the closest to us. It's only six light years away, John. It's a dual Whoa. star system Whoa. with planets. How about that? Damn, that's Wetter very Bell exciting. Be. Very exciting. Damn, and then here is the um, other science story I have. Um, sexist men like big boobs. Male attitudes may predict breast size preference. This new study says sexist Oops. men. John, what's wrong with being sexy? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it seems cliche, but it might just be true. The more sexist a man is, the more likely he is to be into big boobs. It's a recent study from the University of Westminster, published in February in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, showed that men's attitudes towards women's influence their attitudes about ideal breast size. No doubt. Uh, they interviewed 361 white heterosexual men ranging in age from 18 to 68. Um, each man was shown five different 3D models of women, each with a different breast size, and then asked to record which women he found most physically attractive. Afterwards, the participants were given surveys which measured each man's level of hostility towards women, his attitudes about relationships between men and women, and how much he objectified women. The researchers found that the largest percentage of participants... (laughs) 32% rated medium-sized breasts as most attractive, followed by a large 24.4% and very large 19%. Uh, However, a percentage for large and very large breasts was significantly correlated with overt sexism. Female objectification and hostility towards women. Wow. Wow. How about that? Yeah. In other words, John, men who tend to idolize traditional femininity and perceive women as meek and men, I'm sorry, weak and also the most likely to prefer, are also the most likely to prefer big boobs. You a big boob guy, John? Big boobs? No. Yeah, me neither. I had a friend who, who was just mesmerized. The larger they were, the more mesmerized he became. I should try to get a hold of him and, and give a uh, a survey. Yeah. See what his attitude is about women. I like a big women. butt. Like the big ass. Yeah. Huh? All right, John, that's Ouch. science news. Moving on to religious. Religion. Religion. Religion, John. Uh, one of our listeners, Phil the bass player, Posted this on Facebook, John. 
Phil the Blaze player. Phil the Blaze player posted about this thing on Facebook. Hold on, let me find it. I'm not looking for the post. I'm looking for the actual thing. Almost there. Almost there. I really need to bring a mouse. I'm having trouble with the integrated mouse. Yeah. Mark Burnett. You know who that is? Mark Burnett? On Miraculous the Bible. He's a producer. He he does uh, Survivor. He does these reality shows. The Bible was a television ratings miracle when the History Channel miniseries premiered on Sunday. 13.1 million tuned into the five-part document. I'm really struggling here, John. (laughs) (laughs) The docudrama's debut, the Bible smote the competition, including the networks, and became cable's most watched program of the year. Wow. Today, more people are discussing God's chosen people, Moses and Abraham, in one day than ever before, said Mark Burnett and his wife and producing partner Roma Downey. Um, But he's not, Burnett is not taking credit for the Bible's miraculous success. Guess who he's giving credit to, John? The Lord. That's right. The hand of God was on this, Burnett told somebody. The edit came together perfectly. The actors came together perfectly. It just comes to life. Uh, Divine intervention or no, the Survivor producer did point out that weird things happen during filming. Get this, John. (laughs) For example, just when the actor playing Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is like the wind, a wind, like as if a 747 was taking off, blew his hair almost blew the set over and sustained for 20 seconds across the desert. Desert. <laughs> the desert. <laughs> Everyone looked around and was like, what just happened? The wind blew. Obviously, it was the Lord, John. Oh, Jesus. Another incident, after Jesus' costume went missing during a baptism scene, is reminiscent of the gift of the Magi. M- Magi? Magi? Four days later, a kid showed up from many, many, many miles away who had been seeking us through the desert to return this to us. He didn't know what it was or why he should seek us, but he felt he had to return it. How about that, John? The Lord certainly does work in mysterious Mysterious. ways, doesn't he? Why did you just show it, just drop it from the sky? I don't know. I don't know, man. So, the Bible did very well for the History Channel. Have you seen it? Did you watch it? Yeah. I bet you Phil watched it. Did you no, watch I, it? No, I didn't watch it. I was going to. We'll have to get Phil in. I know he watched it. Get his take on on the uh, the Bible. One other religious story here, John. Sarah Palin is in the news. In religious news, John. Do you know why? Yeah. No. You know why? She has a new book coming out. <laughs> Take it easy. Take really your time. struggling tonight. What yeah. is going on? I think it's the time change. Yeah. It's the time change, and I'm tired. I'm tired, John. Tired. Sick and tired. This time, her book is about Christmas, John. 
The former Republican vice presidential candidate and Alaska governor has a deal with HarperCollins. For a happy holiday is a Merry Christmas. Scheduled for <laughs> November. Um, she annou- They announced that Monday that the book will criticize the over-commercialization and homogenization <laughs> of Christmas homogenization. and call for a renewed <laughs> emphasis on the religious importance. How about that? That's beautiful. She says this will be fun, festive, thought-provoking book. will encourage all to see what is possible when we unite in defense of our faith and ignore the politically correct Scrooges who would rather take Christ out of Christmas. How about that? Yeah. We got that to look forward great. to. Great. What a great Christmas gift that'll be. Sarah Palin's book on Christmas. Ugh. Speaking of uh, Jesus, um, Penn Jillette was a guest on uh, Pierce Morgan this Pierce, week. yes. Uh, was it this week or last week? And um, he uh, he started arguing with Pierce about uh, the role of Catholicism and the Pope's role as the communicator with God, and that uh, and Pierce is upset with the Catholic Church because they're not modernizing. And Penn was reminding him, and this is what's how great Penn's argument is, and Pierce never picks up on it, the fucking complete moronic, and how stupid this whole Catholic in the religion in the Vatican and this papacy and the voting people in and the conclave and all this crap. You got to vote in another guy. <laughs> You know, you got to vote in this guy that's going to, he's he's going to communicate with God or he's the one who interprets the word of God because nobody else is qualified. Why would they even have to vote? Wouldn't God just pick the guy? Yeah, well, I guess. Um, and, Mysterious ways, John. Yeah, and he's, he's arguing that, you know, that's just the way that the Catholic religion is. It's ancient. This is the way the rules are. They're not going to change them, and you want them to change them. Well, why don't you just become a Protestant? Because you're on the other end of the scale where you say, well, I'm smart enough now. I can interpret the Bible the way I want to. Well, then you're not Catholic. You're a different religion. And it's it's an interesting discussion. We could stop it as as we listen to it if you'd like. Well, wait a minute. You just told us what the discussion is, and now you're going to play it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's... Penn's more eloquent than I am. Probably has a rather different view of all this. You know, as a talkative <laughs> half, the Penn and Teller is also author of Every Day an Atheist is on Holiday. But is an atheist holiday, which may give you a clue. More magical tales than the author of God No. And Penn Jillette calls George now. Welcome back, Penn. Good to be here. I couldn't think of anyone I'd rather talk to about the retirement, <laughs> unprecedented retirement of a pope than you. What is your honest reaction to it all? Well, I, I think I may be someone who believes in the pope's position more than most Catholics. Uh, I really take people at their word. 
and it seems like uh, all the cynicism and all the um, who we're going to get in and modernizing, there's not supposed to be modernizing. It's supposed to be the word of God. I, mean, I know it's only when he's speaking at cathedrals, not all the time. But um, I really believe that if people believe, I don't know how they can have opinions on the Catholic but Church. You, have you to call move. yourself a Catholic, right. but don't you follow everything? No, that's the point. I, I've become increasingly like many young Catholics, I think, really disgruntled by the failure of successive popes and the Vatican to move at all with the times when society is changing but so But why fast. would society move that if they really were, uh, if they're well, let me the give an example for Jesus? Here's an example. Their literal interpretation of contraception, for mm -hmm. example, means that no pope can endorse the use of condoms. Right even in places like Africa, where mm -hmm. it would have saved tens if not hundreds of thousands of lives. I find it completely unacceptable that no pope has been able or allowed to or felt able to to say if you're using it as a barrier to disease, like AIDS, you have my support. Because if, that would save lives. It can't, it, be, Christian. It can't life. be Christian well, to allow so many people to die through your interpretation of what something is. This is, this is, this is great what sides we're picking here. I would say on my side that if you have someone who is a conduit to God and is speaking God's word, even if you can't understand exactly what God's plan is, even if you do see suffering that you consider uh, unacceptable, or any suffering is unacceptable, that still doesn't mean you get to vote on what God actually believes. They pray, they study but it's what their they're interpretation. Saying. Of what? Well, God but, but it's believe. their interpretation of somebody who is, at times, divine. At but I, times, I don't remember reading Jesus Christ saying you cannot use condoms to prevent disease. But that's all. That's, I don't remember him saying. Priests, Catholic priests, can't get married. Well, I don't remember him saying divorced Catholics can't exactly. remarry in church, but that's or that all, female priests can't be ordained. That's so all, none of these things have actually come from Jesus absolutely. Christ's own that's, mouth. But now you're talking Martin Luther. I mean, that was Martin Luther saying that an individual, I don't think he actually mentioned you by name, but an individual <laughs> could interpret the Bible themselves. The idea, as I understand that of the Catholic Church, is that it's not interpreting the Bible yourself. You have somebody who is actually able to the do Pope. that. And once you have right. somebody that is telling you, we are interpreting God for you, it seems like you either agree or you don't. And that's right there. He's telling them, you idiot, you're not getting, you're not understanding the whole reason for the Vatican, the papacy, the bishops. They're all part of the radio to God, and the only person allowed to do this interpretation of the Bible is the Pope. You're not allowed to. If you don't like it, then you move on. You, you're not Catholic anymore, and you're you go Lutheran. to... You're a Lutheran, exactly. You're a Protestant. Get out of the Catholic Church, because that's... You follow the rule or get the fuck out. There's no voting and saying, okay, we don't want a Pope anymore, and we still want to be Catholic. Did uh, he ever get the idea at some point that it dawned no, on him? No, he just kind of said, wow, this is amazing. Here's a... I'm I'm criticizing my own religion, and here is uh, Pendulet, an atheist, uh, agreeing with the Catholic religion. And he's not, he's just agreeing with, he just doesn't what get the it. rules what a are. What dummy. 
uh, of the Catholic. He's not saying, "Look, hey, I'm I'm Catholic too." He's saying, "No, as far as the rules are set up in Catholicism, the only person who can interpret the Bible is the Pope." And Pierce still argues, "Well, they're doing it wrong." Well, then you're not Catholic. Then you're not Catholic, dummy. What a dummy. So dumb. Yeah. And that's uh that's the problem that uh, the the papacy is except with you know these third world countries and these not so educated people uh they keep falling for it. And the smarter you get, you start well, it seems like Pierce should be smart enough to figure that out by now. Um especially every time Penn's on the show he kind of explains this to him without, and it's great because he does it without being smarmy and an asshole and just coming right out and saying, you're out of your fucking mind for believing this and here's why. He 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 lays it out. Like when you're talking to somebody who, now that Bible series. It, on the History uh, Channel. On the History Channel. It starts all the way back with the the Old Testament. It starts with uh, in the beginning. Snakes. Yeah, it starts with uh, Noah tells of the creation story and the ark and the battle of uh, Vale uh, of Sidim, Hagar and Ishmael, birth of Isaac, Abram's tested Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's the old law and Exodus and homeland. So they go all the way back to you know the the burning bush so you're talking about exodus you're talking about leviticus you're talking about deuteronomy and then the new testament comes in at some point after um jesus jesus shows up and he creates his ministry supposedly and the new testament spits out from gospels that nobody knows who the fuck wrote and um a hundred years after his death, supposedly. And they all want to forget the old law. They want to say, well, according to the letters to Corinthians or whoever it was from Paul, um, the Apostle Paul, uh, it says that gay people can't be married, where it doesn't say anything like that. Jesus never says that. Jesus never says you can't wear condoms exactly. But... Uh, they think this man laying with another man is an abomination just because the Apostle Paul said so. And he thought, and he just kind of like hinted towards it. But they won't, uh, they'll, you won't see any of them stop eating fucking lobster and uh, shrimp and crab when it clearly states in the Old Testament that eating shellfish is an abomination. Well, the other problem with saying that, oh, the New Testament rewrites the rules, is that if uh, Adam and Eve hadn't committed original sin, there's no fucking reason for Jesus to show up at all. So the whole story falls apart. Yeah. So, yeah. And I can't believe we're debating a fairy tale. It's like, who spends this much time (laughs) talking about Aesop's fables? You know what I'm saying, John? But we have people that make decisions about their lives and about my life right. that uh, believe in this stuff. Yeah, that's the that's the scary part. Somebody else who's... Somebody. I was just watching, uh, just before you came over, we were watching Breakfast Club. But prior to that, Footloose was on. 
And the and you know the story of Footloose, uh, the the preacher's son is killed. It's really a dark movie, John. It's a very dark movie. Preacher's son is killed. He bans the uh, music and dance and all this stuff. Uh, it's Satan's will, you know. It's Satan trying to screw us over. And at some point, he has an epiphany when people start burning books. <laughs> he goes, "Wait a minute, now this is getting out of hand." And he says, you know, you were like my children. And I thought as a parent that I should, there's, you know, I should be guiding you and I shouldn't let you go on your own and think for yourself. And then at some point he said, you know, he's like, I got to let this happen. Uh, there's a dance. I just want everybody to be careful. Um, it's time for me to just say, yeah. Uh, I think you're capable of making your own choices, but just just don't hurt each other, you know. And he finally comes to that conclusion. Um, but by you know, by God, Scott, I would just love if these other assholes would come to this conclusion. But I don't really think that their motive is uh to. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But I don't really think that they have in their mind and heart that they really think they're doing something good. I think they think, wow, this is a great fucking gig. This manipulation and power that I have over these people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe, you know, some people do. I mean, people that are believers, I, I know they do. I know some people who are Christian people and they're very good. But I always tell them, I go, you guys got to give yourself credit. You got, you can't constantly saying, well, it's God I got to give the credit to. All my glory goes to God. Well, give yourself some credit. Why don't you think that you did it with your own heart and your own mind? Do you think if you stopped believing in God, you would stop helping people? And right on, John. A lot of them are starting to say to me, like, you know, I never thought of it that way. But I don't want to give up on believing in God just in case. <laughs> There's always that. Just in case something goes wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Foot loose. Cut loose. Yeah. Yes. Very My dark. scene at very the dark end. movie. You get in that fight. And the girl and the girlfriend says no fighting, and then they start beating up uh, Michael Penn, and he's like, "What do you want me to do? All right, kick his ass!" <laughs> and then he just starts pounding four guys. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made a star of Kevin Bacon, John. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Whoa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what happened to your doorbell? I don't know. I. <laughs> I must have had the microphone too close to it. I'll move it back. Right, let me get the door. Are you going to get it? Yeah, let me get it. Okay. Hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> walked right by you, man. Again, he walks right by me. He must be in a hurry. Are right, you ready? Corshada, boys, ready. It's already 11 o'clock. That's right, John. I'll get through the news as quickly as Which I can. Which is 10 o'clock. Because I have plans. I got to get I in. I got to get out. 
Thank you, John. Fuckers go. Now, with your award-winning TTN News, Phil McCracken Whitcomb. You know you have a big ass when you get shot in it while in a street festival and don't even notice until somebody later <laughs> points it out that you're bleeding. <laughs> a callow, Ocho festival goer wounded in a buttock Sunday afternoon and unknown gunman in the crowd at first did not realize he was bleeding. The shooter shooting occurred at 4.30 p.m. as the men walked on Southwest 8th Street. Part of the thong of revelers who gather annually at the street festival in a Little thong? Havana. A, not a thong, not John. a throng. <laughs> it's unclear if somebody sparked the violence between the two men or if the shooting was unprovoked. At first, the victim did not realize he had been shot and kept strolling along. He discovered later that he was bleeding and then he passed out, said Miami Police Spokesman Sergeant Freddy Cruz. Oh, I should have pre-read this story. The victim, who was hit in the left buttocks, was taken to Jackson Memorial Hospital, where he is in stable condition and expected to recover. No one else was injured in the incident. Next story, John. Indian gang rape suspect. I'm Indian gay. gang rape suspect turns out to be well hung. That's right, John. Indian police say one of the men accused of gang rape of a female student on a New Delhi bus has hung himself to death in jail. Next story, John. What? Man with a club foot, woman with teeth similar to a meth user, sought in Buford shoplifting incident, John. <laughs> the Gwinnett County Police Department knows what two suspect shoplifters look like and now just has to find them. Officers were dispatched to a theft and progress call at the South Garrett Street Dollar General on February 23rd. The manager attempted to stop a female suspect, but the suspect fought back and escaped before police arrived. The investigating officer noted several items, including a yellow yellow neon jacket on the ground outside the Dollar General in the store's advisor advised the jacket belonged to the female suspect and had come off during the struggle with her. The one man who escaped with the woman had a club foot and the woman's teeth were similar to that of a meth user. Look out in Buford. Yeah. Next story, John. The club foot, was it in the shape of the teeth or? No, it was not. Yeah, that is no. not in the detail of the article. Foot and mouth. No. Or, well, yeah. Next story, John. Fifty Shades author to publish writing guide. This is like Nickelback offering piano lessons. This is like the Titanic captain offering iceberg lessons. This is like Mr. Schmool offering lessons on how to spend money. This is like Scott offering lessons on how not to be arrogant. Next story, John. A Washington jail guard accused of trading cookies for intimacy. Baked goods are on the way to many hearts. But beware of the jail guard offering homemade cookies. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm gay. Snohomish. (laughs) Snohomish County Jail Guard Abner Kanda was been accused of trading chocolate chip cookies for sex with a female inmate in January. Oh, the 22-year-old told the law enforcement officials that last May she willingly exposed her breast to Kananda in exchange for food. She added that back in November, the 58-year-old Kanda 
entered her room and kissed me and touched my breasts and also put his hand down my pants and placed his finger in my vagina. She says that Kanda performed oral sex on her in January and gave her cookies as compensation for the services provided. An affidavit claims there is surveillance footage showing Kanda and the woman entering a cell together. The woman identified only as CD says she's speaking up now because she's ashamed of her actions. Two other female inmates have admitted to having sex relations with Kanda, with one of them going as far to say as she was dating him. Kanda has been charged with custodial sexual misconduct for his interactions with CD, not for those with the other inmates. He's been on paid administrative leave. Get that. He's been on paid administrative leave since January. Next story, John. What what prison was that? That is in the... um, let me back up. That is in the Washington Jail. It's in Washington, John, at the Snohomish County Jail. Moving That's on. Tax dollars. After slamming President Obama, Muslims, homosexuals, and basically everyone except white Christian Republicans, Victoria Jackson says she is eager to return to Hollywood and start working again. <laughs> Good luck with that, yeah. you baddie. You insane baddie woman. Next story, John. Silver medal relay team member in 1994, Lily Hammer Games, resigns from International Skating Union after being accused of gliding into a 15-year-old with his biggie hammer. Andy Gable what? stepped out from a major committees at the International Skating Union and U.S. Speed Skating after being accused of sexual relations with an underage skater in the 90s. ISU President Octavio Kint Sintaquanta said Monday that Gabel Gable quit his chairman of the Short <laughs> Track Committee, which governs the frenzied sport base known in the U.S. for his achievements of Apollo Anton Ono, for example. U.S. Speed Skating spokeswoman Tamara Costello said Gabel Gable resigned from the National Hall of Fame Committee, which oversees the selection process for inductees. Gable, 48, issues a statement saying he displayed poor judgment in a brief and inappropriate relationship with a female teammate. He has not responded to several of my requests, John. No. No. Next and last story, John. And this is something new for TTN. So I received this email from a listener. So I would like to read the email and then respond to the email. This is something new. Maybe we need Brand a stinger. New. This is uh, similar to a Dear Abby kind of thing where it's a, a Dear Phil McCracken Whitcomb. I'm going to respond to a listener's email. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. My wife and I live in a small apartment at the back of our landlord's lot. Isn't this a touching story, John? Yeah, sounds pretty. There are... They're, they <clears throat> they are a sweet, retired couple who have been very kind to us. The back door of their house faces our front door, and we walk past it when we come and go. One morning, we decided to take our dog on a quick walk before leaving for work, which we don't normally do. When we returned, as we came around the back of the landlord's house, we caught the man with his pants down, apparently having sex with his dog. He very what? quickly stood up pulled up his pants and acted as if he was just trying on a shoe or something. (laughs) We said good morning and quickly scooted back into our house. My wife and I both asked what the other saw, and we were in agreement that we saw him having sex with a dog, and that was that. 
Whoa. Should we just move out quietly or stay and pretend nothing happened? Do we tell his wife? Do we confront him directly? Are we, we are afraid we could get kicked out for speaking up. But I am afraid for my wife's safety. Wow. They live with and care, take care of several young grandchildren. And I am afraid for their safety too. So that was the email I got, John. Here's my response, my official Phil McCracken Whitcomb response. Yes, your landlord just screwed the pooch. Oh, and that's the news, John. I've this is a TTN special report with, with total talk nonsense. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And I'm out of here. Wow. All right. So that's that's a listener email. Listener, if any other listeners uh, have (laughs) questions they want to ask Phil, need some advice, (laughs) apparently he's starting a new bit. Whoa. He didn't even run it by us or anything. No. Wow. That's that's startling. That is startling, isn't it? Startling. Wow. I don't know what to say about that. I know what to say. What's that? That wraps up another one, John. Aha. Yes, it does. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. Uh, Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. John and Scott. Actual talk nonsense.